Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hi, friends. Welcome to another Friday bonus episode. It is a feature Friday bonus, and I have to say one of the best thing that's things for me personally that has come from this podcast is the conversations that I get to have with people that are in my life that I learn from, that make me smile, that stretch me, that grow me. And our guest today is one of those very special people. Today's episode started with a side text and Caitlin, you're going to meet Caitlin in a second. Caitlin started texting me and what I realized through our text conversation was that she needed to be a guest on the podcast. And I am so thankful that I have friends, that we don't just talk about surfacey things, although that's cool too, but that I feel that I have surrounded myself with people that are better than me, that have taken time in their lives to grow, to become more wise, and then are willing to be contributors to other people. So I'm going to have her introduce herself to you in just a second. But Caitlin and I, are we have like this thread that runs throughout our lives. So we have worked together. We have gone to church together. We've lived in the same town. And yet we also have had times when we have not been around each other and we have lived very different lives. Yet we both have such an admiration for the choices that we've been making for the uniqueness that surround, surrounds us. and. Caitlin, I'm going to have you introduce yourself to our listeners, and I'm going to set the stage. And don't cry. I'm in sunny Florida, and Caitlin is in still dark Alaska. She's crying. <laughs> still dark Alaska. It's nine in the morning, and it's going to be an hour before the sun officially rises. Um, but we are united in heart today, Caitlin, even if we're as far away as people can get. So welcome to the show, Caitlin Dan Hart. Thank you so much, Callie. Um, Yeah, we have already gained 30 minutes of extra daylight since the winter solstice. So we are on that path. But as I look out my window, there's, you know, four feet plus of snow. (laughs) We've got the white sand and you've got the white snow, right? Exactly, exactly. Similar enough, right? <laughs> yes, close enough, close enough. And now you have you are from you are from down in the lower 48. You are gonna talk about, I hope, as you introduce yourself, that even though you're in Alaska right now, you are a world traveler. You have been all over the place, literally. So please introduce yourself to our TikTok group. Absolutely. So if I had to describe myself. The first thing that comes to mind is that I'm a 32-year-old female (laughs) who loves my husband so much. It's been almost a decade of marriage that I would be willing to drop literally everything to support him and come alongside him. But even more than that, I am so in love with Jesus because that is what he did for me. He laid his life down for me um, out of his love. And so those are the two loves in my life that dictate pretty much everything 
about the way that I do life. Um, but outside of that, I also like real estate investing. <laughs> I love interior. We got the most important thing. <laughs> I love interior decorating. I love exercise, traveling, girls' nights, you name it. And I am fairly nomadic. <laughs> Yeah, and fairly is an understatement. So if you want to tell everybody what has what you mean by really the sacrifices that you've made in these last 10 years, how your life has become nomadic because of what your husband does, um, just to set the stage for that, because we are going to talk about time, we are going to talk about scheduling, and there's a uniqueness to your life, Caitlin, that you have chosen. And so is your husband. So tell everybody real quick what I mean by that. Yeah. So once upon a time, I was a teacher in Texas and I thought that's what I would be doing for like 20, 30 years because that's what everyone in my family does. It's in the blood. And then I got a phone call from Evan one time. Actually, I guess he just came home one day and told me, hey, um, so I know that we thought we were staying here. Um, Side note, he's in the U.S. Air Force currently. (laughs) Um, But for my medical training, I'm going to have to move. And I thought, oh, okay, like we'll move. I've got to start over. We moved when we first when I first started teaching. I'll just get a job somewhere else. And long story short, for his six years of Four years, his fourth year of med school and his five years of residency training to become a surgeon. On average, for those six years, we moved every six weeks. Okay, six <laughs> weeks, friends. Six not years. Six months, not six years, every six weeks. And it was all over the world, Caitlin. Yes, yes. <laughs> not just in the US. And then I thought, oh, We're going to be stationed in one place. I get to be settled. I get to finally have a job again. Oh, my goodness. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, He had this time. I won't say he was forced. He had opportunities, but I wanted to be with him and supporting him with those opportunities. And so every single month we are not home. For the most part, we are going to some of the same places. So that makes it easier. And I feel like I live these double lives. But overall, yeah, um, usually I can't go 10 days without being in a completely different place. So he's on surgical rotations is what I'm gather is that a good way to say it and so he so he was doing during residency he was on different surgical rotations training now he is has his big boy job and he is um working on base at jaybear in anchorage alaska but he also works uh at various hospitals throughout different parts of alaska (laughs) um where he can make a little bit on the side and maintain his skills because military wife, uh, his work isn't that busy. So I'm just picturing like the sled and the dogs and that's how he gets from <laughs> small Basically. little village yeah. to village. Okay. <laughs> not at all, not at all, but still that's a cool way of thinking about it. Um, it's been really fascinating watching this relationship that you have together. As I mentioned, that word sacrifice can sound negative, but it has not been. It has been by choice. And you have 
been such a support to him. And our topic today is going to be about schedules. But when I asked, you know, if you were to title our episode and you thought for a second and you said, finding your self-worth in your schedule. And I thought, boom, there we go. We're going to unpack a lot, Caitlin. I don't want to take any more time away from the content that you are ready to give us. This is a fresh new thought. This is not something that we've had on an episode yet. And so I have such anticipation as to what we're going to uncover today. So let's dive in. And what, what inspired you really? What was the start of this to understand more the topic of our value, our self-worth, and its connection to our time and our schedule? So when I think about overwhelm, I, I, I know that there's that common phrase of burning the candle at both ends. We've all heard that. And I think really sometimes it's more than that. We feel like, or at least the way that I feel is that that candle has broken, been broken into like 10 or 12 or a hundred different pieces and the wicks are still there and it's burning on all ends. <laughs> and if little fires everywhere. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a dumpster fire. Right. And yeah, so we, that's can all, way we can all recall memories from our past, hopefully not currents of those moments where if we did not stop and self-reflect, we immediately, or not immediately, but over the course of time, our body will force us to rest. And that's not a fun way to be forced. <laughs> no, so, it's not, I've been there. I've been there, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. And so whether we, and whether we admit it or not, we make time for what is most important to us. That's what we've always heard, right? But what if that's not the entire truth? What if the true reason that we feel overwhelmed is that we don't understand our value, nor do we see ourselves as people who are worthy enough to make those, those decisions where we are allowed to be in control of our lives? Um, I've read them so many different books. You can read any book that has to do with accomplishing goals and managing your to-do list. But until we understand who or what is managing us, we'll continue to feel that overwhelm and lack of any clear direction. And so it's like that constant feeling of we're slapping Band-Aid over a Band-Aid, but we're still emotionally hemorrhaging. And so... Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's something that we have to think about is every single one of us is yoked to someone or something. And the question is, what do you want to be yoked? And so um, your question reminds me exactly what it was, because I think I went a little bit on a tangent, but I just wanted to get that said prior to like diving deeper into what I wanted to discuss. So is this something that you knew intuitively? Was there a situation in your life? Is that, you know, how did you come to this conclusion? Because the very first intro episode, I said, you know, a great schedule or great time management is not this perfect planner, or it's not knowing, you know, you get up at five o'clock in the morning and you do this. There's so much more to it. How did you discover this? How did you unpack this? 
Tell us about that. So when we first met, or maybe I, I guess it was in the first season of us getting to know each other. I remember reaching out to you because there was a mentor that I had that I was really struggling with. And it was at no, no fault of her own. And I kept feeling like I was being told that I wasn't doing enough. And I internalized that as I am not enough because what I did was what I thought defined me. And so when I entered this season where here I am and I'm moving every six weeks, sometimes less with Evan and I'm on literal survival mode, like living out of his suitcases, trying to figure out where the grocery store is, trying to like <laughs> figure out who I can have cut my hair, the simplest things that we take for granted every day. And then I have someone who is trying to push me to reach my goals. And I'm like, excuse me, do you not see what I'm going through? How dare you? <laughs> And how do you not see that I'm so like I'm in that million broken pieces of candles, dumpster fire lifestyle, and it's still not enough for you. And it's still not enough for me. <laughs> and so it was in those moments of literally just breaking down and to the point where I was living on a couch <laughs> and in tears, I couldn't feed myself. I could not um, shower. I would come home or Evan, I would be home all day, home. <laughs> and yeah, Evan would home was, home. Yeah. And here I had left my job to support him and I couldn't even feed us. And so, you know, all these things came crumbling in my life where I was this person who I was, I was the top of my game. I was climbing the career ladder in my side hustle. I was like the teacher that everyone, the students, the administrators loved. I did everything right. Why couldn't I have everything go well in this season? And I truly believe that God put me in a place where he had to mold me into nothing that you do, Caitlin, defines your value. And you can't do anything <laughs> about that. My value strictly can only come from him because, I mean, anything else is like peanuts in comparison to, and, and that's the message that I want to share with everyone and it wasn't until I understood my worth that I was able to understand how to manage my schedule when things aren't going picture perfect. <laughs> I remember a conversation with a business coach of mine and I was sitting on my front porch. Like you always remember where you were, right? When yes. you had these defining moments, I was sitting on my front porch and I wanted the strategy of how to keep things going. Like again, hamster on the way. How do I keep it going? How do I keep it going? How do I keep it going? And because my worth was attached to it and he stopped and he said, Callie, God loves you. I said, okay, thanks. Like, all right, thank you. That's 
okay. Yeah, I know. And he paused again and he said, Callie, Callie, God loves you. And I said, okay, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Bill. And then he paused again. He said, will you just let him love you? Because everything, my schedule, my goal, everything was tied up into, I had to keep it going. I was responsible for it. And that was where other people valued me. And I had to get to that moment too, where it was, no, that has nothing to do with it. It's so much more intrinsic. So you had this moment, this aha experience, I suppose you could say. So tie that into how do we, how do we take that unworthiness or that struggle or that self-worth? And how did you start to realize how to make an impact? Was it, how do you know who you serve, where your value is? Like, what did that, what came from it next? Right. So it wasn't, yes, there was this light bulb moment for sure. I definitely felt the Holy Spirit, like put this spark and understanding that yes, while I was always, I had been a Christian for so long, but I didn't understand the depth of that love and the value that it gave me. And once it, it was something that I had to fight honestly for like a good year, And I had to keep reminding myself and I had to stay in the word. And that's one of those transformative things about reading your Bible and praying with God is that, yes, he breaks chains, but there's so much to the relationship component of that. And so once I understood where the way that God viewed me. And in turn, I could now view myself. That is when God truly gave me my calling and for that season of my life. And when I, I laughed at him, it's like, Oh, no wonder you weren't going to give this calling to me before, because if you gave me a calling and everything was about me, I can't serve you. No one can see your glory in it. I'm so focused on myself. And when like, what's a good, better word when, you know, things hit the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You have a come apart. My mom can call it a come apart too. Yeah. When, when we yeah. come apart, yes. Yeah. <laughs> situation. Lovely. When everything seems to be not going the way that we feel that it should, it's not a reflection of who we are. Um, and that's those are the moments when we count on him to be there and walk there alongside us. He might not immediately fix whatever we want and give us everything, but he's transforming us and he's molding and shaping us so that we are ready for that next season. So long story short, (laughs) I felt very called after meeting different individuals in my life who were victims or survivors of human trafficking to bring awareness to their cause. And so in the moving around every six weeks or so for um, a good three years, I put on a few different races and they were um, in the Jackson, Mississippi area at the time. And it was funny because I would be in Germany working on it and I would be in Pensacola working on it and I would be in San Antonio and different places, but somehow it's all able to come together. But it was amazing. Um, And it's something that 
um, as it was leading up to the first race that we had here, I'd been talking to members in the city for just trying to coordinate and organize everything. And I came into this not knowing a single person in that community. And God just completely made a way for others who could see the passion that I had and also could read, I guess, he just gives you this anointing when you're in conversations with people that they want to jump on board because they see what he has in his heart. And so uh, I guess it was a month before I'd already poured $10,000 of my own money, our, our money, which we had none at the time Evan was in training. <laughs> But we ended up, um, I, I heard from the city police officer saying, hey, we're going to have to cancel the race because we forgot to tell you about our annual city parade that we don't have any calendar, anything for. I know we told you this date would work, but it's just not going to. <laughs> I was like thinking, oh my gosh, but I already have people from 10 different states, 42 different cities signed up for this. Excuse me? <laughs> I what remember am I when you were doing the race, people? but I do not remember that part. Yeah, I didn't um, advertise that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you kept that from all of us. Okay. And so I'm literally pacing like for 24 hours in our little Airbnb at the time being like, God, fix this. Um, and he did. <laughs> That uh, that evening, he had, I guess, uh, there were they had just they had decided that it would be the first year that they would have a Christmas night parade instead, and everything in the city moved to make time for this race. Yeah, that like moving mountains thing is is a real thing. <laughs> you were prior feeling like you were totally out of control as far as what you were able to contribute, how much time, energy, emotion, and when you surrendered to that, and when you had the right perspective about who you were, what God could do through you, look at what was happening. What a right. different shift. Well, and if I had had this mindset of this is my race that I'm putting on, I'm the director of this race. It would have been, oh my gosh, if like anything that happens that's a failure is on me versus, you know, sometimes things just happen and we adjust. And, but what was amazing with all of it at the end was that, I mean, there was a worship service during, uh, during the race remedy drive. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're a band that all of their money goes towards rescuing victims of human trafficking. And so it was just, it was beautiful. Everyone coming together, the volunteers, uh, when they came to the finish, it was, that was the worship moment at the state capitol of all places. It was, it was amazing. Um, but the, but the best part of it was that I understood who made it happen. And it wasn't, uh, like, hmm, look at me, check. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, we need less of those kinds of thought processes in our lives. <laughs> when it's less of us, there can be more 
of him. And when that happens, look at your time was expanded. The people that you needed came into play. The people's lives who were, you know, just desperately needing something like this got what they needed because your whole attitude shifted about everything. Right. Okay. And then yeah, you go know, ahead. I was going to say, I, I know there's so much more to talk about this. So just keep going inside that people want to come alongside that too. And so, um, when we, um, when that all happened the following year, this, the state fair wanted to get involved and other churches partnered. And so you just, it's easier to grow. Um, it's easier to lead. It's easier to understand when, um, when we understand, when we can validate ourselves, when we can give ourselves grace and know who's truly in charge and who we serve, it's a lot easier to lead other people who they then can feel understood, validated, and like you have their best interest in mind as well. So what do you want to continue to express here today? I know there's so many more things about it, whether it is someone's worthiness or how they find that worthiness, whether it is, you know, the self-respect that comes when we have the correct positioning for us. Maybe there is um, maybe some lies that the enemy feeds us with worth. I mean, again, there's so many different facets that we could do. I know we could like expand on it forever, but I want to make sure you communicate some of the most important things that you want to, so that we can learn through your experience and what you have studied what you witnessed. So tell us some more about. Yeah, I think being aware of that little voice that tells you that you're not enough. And it's important to understand where that comes from. And you mentioned the enemy and the lies. It's important for us to not allow his lies to sneak in and distort God's truth of who we are. Um, He knows that it is too late for some of us. Um, We already know God's power, but he wants to bring us down and make us feel so small that we don't even feel like we can walk out the things that we've been called to. Um, And so in those moments when we feel small, again, we're talking about schedules and everything, but if we cannot, if we don't believe that we are that we are valuable enough to walk into the things that he's called us into, that God's called us to, we're going to procrastinate. (laughs) We're going to find excuses. We're going to cling to any other little thing that can protect us inside from feeling that those small lies. Mm. And many times those can come across as acceptable excuses. And we accept them ourselves. Other people can accept them too. And that's the scary part because that can totally eliminate and stop and halt any further progress that we are capable of. Right. Well, we can collect a million different accolades and have all these great things that make us appear to society as amazing But how many documentaries do you watch of people at the top of their careers who are in such dark places where deep down they are not fulfilled? They don't know who they truly are. (laughs) And so we can go through life kind of just wasting it. 
wasting our time. <laughs> and I don't want anyone to go through that. I, I really urge that everyone takes this message to heart and evaluates their own schedules, their own intentions, their calling, because if you don't know who you are, what you're called to, and how valuable you are, you are going to feel like you are walking aimlessly, wondering why you can never overcome that feeling of burning that crushed candle and several different pieces that's become a dumpster fire that you can never free yourself from. So that's one of those, I just, I invite everyone to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, he's ready to take your hand and show you. So yeah, get into the word. And if you ask God to direct your path, he will. So with all that being said, all the things, the literal journey that you've been on to come to this point, how Caitlin, do you, how do you make sure that you stay on track with that? Because it's one thing to say, okay, today I'm, I'm going to take what she says to heart. Like I'm going to get my worth where it needs to be. I'm going to rely on God. I'm going to do that. Um, how do you maintain that? How do you, how do you move forward in that? So something that I'm very intentional about when it comes to writing my weekly goals or my monthly, whatever it is, timeline that I have is as I'm, before I write them, I, I learned this technique from, um, another, another influencer and, she basically taught to write down what your values are, write down what is the most important to you, what you feel called to. And when you're writing your goals, instead of just thinking about, oh, what are all the things that look good and look pretty and are shiny? Instead of focusing on that, that, oh, well, this will make me feel really good about myself. Focus on what actually matters to you. Write those things down and then write your goals in a way that it's about that. I hope that answered your question. It does. I think it's just reminding yourself the intention, the alignment and the values. And that, that's really what it is. It's just, um, we kind of need it. Wouldn't it be great if you had learned that one story and then the rest of your life, you never doubted again. Every, you know, everything, everything you did in your schedule was totally in alignment but the reality is, I think like you just nailed it. We have to remind our own selves of it all the time because we will easily forget and then we'll go right back into where we were before and those candles will be burned out and we're of no use to anyone. So thank you for that. Just a reminder, I'm a big fan of that is that repetition. Mm -hmm. um, that it's going to take because it will. And we're, we're never perfect in that area and we can always grow. And so this is such a good reminder of that. Something else that I wanted to add was it's in those quiet times with God that we put on our schedule in the mornings to start our day that I'm very intentional about if I can start with that and then go into my to-do list, I'm way more spiritually grounded to take on the rest of my day. You know, this is such a cool full circle. I would mentioned my coach, the late Bill Cantrell, and he he's in heaven now learning literally at the foot of Jesus. Um, but I learned from him. He always said to get your, get your to-do list from God in the morning. 
you know, what a great way to start your morning. Not what do I have scheduled? I mean, Kayla, it's not like exactly what we just talked about in your story. Not what do I have scheduled for the day, but God, what do you right. have scheduled for me today? Because you know who I am and you know that you've called me to something. And what a cool freeing way to start your day every day. Yeah. And there's nothing more fulfilling than walking out the calling. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you the gift that I give all of my guests. Uh, But before I do, did we leave anything out that was important? Because I know you were prayerful in considering this. And I want to make sure that we have not left anything out before I give you my gift. You know, I think we pretty much covered it. <laughs> Good. Well, and Keelan and I prayed before and we were like, let whatever we say need to be said. And what we don't say did not need to be said today. We'll just have to have you back if you think of more things later on. We'll, just start, <laughs> we'll start our side text again. Okay. So this is my favorite gift that I get to give you. And thank you for the gift of your insight and your vulnerability today. So the gift is an extra hour, a bonus hour. You have 25 hours today, Caitlin. And so I'm going to give you this gift. In other words, you get to do with whatever you would want. What would you do with that extra hour? Okay. So I, it's funny because initially I, okay. So let me start off with, I'm very spoiled living in Alaska right now. By the way, I see the sun has risen it's behind you. Come up. Yes. <laughs> and so I, um, I typically try to get in a good glacier walk. <laughs> okay. Now. All right. You win. But very recently I was introduced to someone on a glacier walk that I was with Evan on. And she is a pilot and she took me up in her plane and we got to go through the ice fields and see Canada and, you know, just all the different glaciers and the beautiful parts of Juneau, Alaska. And if I had an hour of time, I would want to do that again with Evan. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, Evan gets to play into this because I know that the two of you have such a special relationship and I believe the best is to come, my friend, there and to see God's majesty and how he carved all of that out and that beauty that sounds very much like what your mission is in life is to reflect that beauty to others. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. I love our friendship. (laughs) Thank you you again for knowing that this needed to be said to to people, to humans, but especially to women. Um, We we fight a big battle and but we have a big God next to us. So you are a blessing, Caitlin. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to see what God has next for you in his calling for you and Evan. So. Thanks, you guys, for listening. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.